Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister to you the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I'd like to welcome all our new listeners joining us from World Harvest Radio Shortwave. I and others from Water of Life are broadcasting our programs on all the available antennas, virtually covering the whole world. We are bringing to you the gospel, just as I said, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Smith Wigglesworth was one time asked to go to Weston Supermare, a seaside resort in the west of England. He learned from a telegram that a man had lost his reason and had become a raving maniac, and they wanted Smith to go and pray for him. He arrived at the place, and the wife said to him, Would you spend the night in the same room with my husband? He agreed, and in the middle of the night, an evil power laid hold of the man. Smith said it was awful. He put his hand on the man's head, and his hair was like a bunch of sticks. God gave deliverance, a temporary deliverance. But at 6 o'clock the next morning, Smith felt it was necessary that he should get out of the house for a short time. The man saw Smith Wigglesworth leaving and cried out, If you leave me, there is no hope. But Smith felt he had to go. As he went out, he saw a woman with a Salvation Army bonnet on and knew that she was going to their 7 o'clock prayer meeting. Smith Wigglesworth said to the captain who was in charge of the meeting, when he saw the man was about to give out a hymn, he said, Captain, let's not sing. Let's get to prayer. The captain agreed. And Smith prayed his heart out along with all those that were there. And then he grabbed his hat and he rushed out of the hall. They all thought they had a madman in their meeting that morning. When Smith Wigglesworth arrived back at the house, he saw the man with whom he had spent the night with rushing down to the sea without a particle of clothing on to drown himself. Smith cried out with a very loud voice, In the name of Jesus, come out of him. The man fell full length on the ground, and that evil power left him, went out of him, never to return. His wife came rushing after him, and the husband was restored to her in perfect mental condition. Smith states, there are evil powers, but Jesus is greater than all evil powers. There are tremendous diseases, but Jesus is the healer. There is no case too hard for him. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Lion of Judah will break every chain. He will come to relieve the oppressed and set the captive free. He came to bring redemption, to make us as perfect as man was before the fall of Adam. And where does that redemption come from? It comes from Calvary. I have the perfect song 
at Calvary here, ministered by Terry and the Browns with Paul Peters. Let Calvary minister to you the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus as this song plays.
Let's begin with prayer. My heavenly Father, I thank you. Let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great and grant your people repentance. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sunday night, there are three of us women that have programs now on shortwave radio covering the globe. The first day of that was, going, was Monday, this past Monday. And we were exhorted Sunday night to get ready that we were going to encounter some spiritual warfare. You know, the devil does not want the gospel preached. He doesn't care if you preach Sunday school. He doesn't care if you preach about things of the world. But he does not want the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord preached. Monday morning, the first day that my program was going to air, I was in my car coming to church and I was praying and the Father spoke a word to me. He said, and it was something that Paul said, he said, none of these things move me. I thought what an interesting word to speak to me on the way to church. Let's go take a look at it. I'm going to go to Acts. This is where Paul speaks it. And I'm going, it's Acts 20 and I'm going to begin in verse 20. This is Paul speaking. And how I kept back nothing, nothing that was profitable unto you, but I have showed you and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God, changing your mind toward God, and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. They're waiting for him. But what does he say about every city that he visits? And they tell him, Paul, you're going to be bound. You're going to be put in prison. And what did Paul answer him? Verse 24, but none of these things move me. What a glorious word. None of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. That was Paul. None of those things moved him. He was going to testify the grace of the gospel of God or the gospel of the grace of God. What is that gospel? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to see what Paul had his faith in, what he taught, what he preached, what made him say, none of these things will move me. Verse 1, moreover, brethren, Paul again speaking, I declare unto you the gospel. I declare unto you the gospel. He's speaking to the Corinthians. He's speaking to us. 
which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. Remember, Paul said, none of these things move me. Wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if, if. Did you know there's an if in the Bible? If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. And what did he believe? For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. Notice Paul received it. He received it first. Then he declared it. He received it first. He has it. How that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. That is the definition of the gospel. That is what the gospel is. That is what we stand in. That's what Paul received and he stood in. That's what made Paul say, none of these things move me. What doesn't move him? The gospel. That's what's in him. What was the gospel again? Look at what that first word said. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. The gospel. And verse 3, for I delivered unto you first of all which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Now you say, how can that simple fact that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again, make a person stand? Let's turn to Isaiah 53. I'm going to go to verse five. Let's see what happened when Jesus died, when he was buried and when he rose again. I'm going to read verse five out of Isaiah 53. This is Jesus on the cross. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Remember what Paul said, the gospel, that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. Here's the scriptures. And here is Jesus dying on the cross. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Your sin, my sin on him. He was bruised for our iniquities, our perversities on him, on that body, on the tree. And notice the next one. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. What does peace mean? Have you ever looked that word up? The word peace, the chastisement of our peace, your peace and my peace. What is Jesus talking about here? Well, if you look up that word in Strong's, you know what it means? It means completeness. It means soundness. It means welfare. It means prosperity. It means health. It means friendship with God. It means safety. Can you see how much that word encompasses? I'm going to say this again so you hear it. What does the word peace mean? In Isaiah 53, when it states the chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus, what was that chastisement for? For our completeness, for our soundness, our soundness. Do you have something that is is not sound in you? You know, I just previously read a story of a man that went completely lunatic. He wasn't sound, but he became sound. 
And what brought him that soundness? The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, with the, that peace means welfare. Welfare. It means health. It means prosperity. You need a job? It's in that word peace. You need income? You need money to pay bills? It's in that word peace. What you need, that completeness for you, is in that word peace. And notice the rest of the verse. And with his stripes we are healed. Do you see how much that gospel encompasses? That Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried. They put him in a tomb. And that he was raised again the third day. When he came out of that grave, our sins were forgiven. Our healing was paid for. Our prosperity was taken care of. Our completeness was delivered to us when Jesus was raised from the dead. That's what we stand in. That's what Paul said. None of these things move me. Well, you know, God spoke that to me Monday morning coming into work. And it didn't take me long to figure out why he spoke it to me. I got here and I had a problem with the headlight in my automobile. So I, uh, uh, somebody here, Casey, came to help me with my light. We couldn't get it fixed. He found out you had to take off the whole wheel just to change a light bulb. And then I get a call in the middle of this. I get a call from my house that says, Kathy, your dishwasher overflowed and it's all over the floor. You know what my response was? Well, we got a clean floor. Then I heard some, some things that had been spoken about me. That rattled me for a minute. But you know what came up in me? None of these things move me. None of these things move me. Do you see God knew what my day was going to be like? And he told me what to expect. So I heard these things. And I went out in the hallway and I said, none of these things move me. I knew by the exhortation, Satan wasn't happy with me. And he was throwing just about everything he could at me. A little later, I found some things written on the internet. You know, I had to say, I read them. And it kind of shook me. And I stepped back and I said, whoa, devil, that's a good one. But then I went back out into the hall. And I walked up and down. And I said, none of these things move me. You know why they can't move me? Because my feet, I stand just like Paul did in the gospel. I stand that whatever happens to me was taken care of in the gospel. Well, what do you do about the dishwasher? Well, Jesus, uh, the chastisement of my peace was on Jesus. Well, you know what? That dishwasher was on Jesus. And you know what? It got fixed. You know who fixed it? Me. God showed me what to do. The headlight. Uh, we overcame it, and it's working. Don't ask me how. The things that were spoken at me, you know what? They don't move me. They don't move me. The things I read on the internet, you know, that did shake me just for a moment. You know what God said to me? Something that he said to me last year, or when I first started this ministry, I guess it's been two years now. He said, fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold thee by the right hand of my righteousness. You know what then? 
done. None of these things move me. And you know what? It can be the same way with you. Whatever is in front of you, you look at the gospel and you don't look at it. You know, uh, one of the things that you have to overcome are your own feelings. Well, you know what? The chastisement of our peace was on Jesus. The chastisement of our peace was on Jesus. Don't look at your feelings. Look at the gospel. Don't look at your situation. Don't look at your lack of money. Look at the chastisement of your prosperity was on Jesus. That's what you look at. You stand in that. You stand in it just like the storm was coming down on you and you're standing on a rock. You let it come because your eyes are on the gospel. And you know what will happen? The power of God will come through and manifest and your problems will be solved. They will be taken care of. Why? Because Jesus died for you. Because he was buried for you. Because he was raised again for you. I have the perfect song for this, the perfect song. And we have just begun it at Water of Life. It's called, I Shall Not Be Moved. And it's done here by the Sweet 16. Join with them. Tell the devil, I shall not be moved.
in the sign business. I had a sign business for about 20, 20 years. I owned it. I ran it. I had the employees. I was a real businesswoman. God put me there. But then at the end of that, God said, I want you to go back to teaching. And so I left the sign business and I started to substitute. I couldn't teach directly because my certificate was not here in the state of Texas. I had to get that first. And I did that. I did what God told me. And then it was time to look for a job. I went to interviews. I interviewed at schools around me. I had substituted in many. There were more than one principal that wanted me to work for them. But you know what? No job. No position was open. Not one. And I remember praying. I said, Father, I believe you told me to go back to teaching. I believe that there is a job that you told me there is a job for me. So I am just going to trust you. And I'm going to believe in my heart that you told me there is a job for me. There was none. And we are coming up on the first day of school. I had a principal that interviewed me, said, Kathy, if this position comes through, the job is yours. Well, you know what? The position never came through. It was down to the wire. I, at one point, told God, look, if you want me to substitute a whole nother year, that's what I'll do. But I don't believe that, Father. I believe you told me there is a job for me. Well, that evening, three, I think it was three days before school started. No, it was four. Four days before school started. There was a meeting at one of my students at a high school because they were in football. So I went to the meeting and I ran into a teacher friend of mine that I had substituted for. And she said, Kathy, do you have your job yet? I said, no, I don't. She said, Kathy, there's a woman at our school that resigned today. She said, I'm going home and make a phone call. She made the phone call the next morning. I got a phone call at home. We'd like you to come in this afternoon and interview for this position. I said, no problem. You know what I did? I did like Kathy would do. I dressed as bright colored as I could because I knew that principal liked bright colors. I studied the whole afternoon of the philosophy of education. You know what? I walked into that interview. You know what she told me? Kathy, what shirt size do you wear? She said, the job's yours. That is standing on the gospel that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he rose again for you. God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.